a disclaimer the views of the scholar do not reflect the views of their school i repeat the views of the scholar that have been presented in this podcast do not reflect the views of the school thank you hello guys today on the i think this is the 6th or the 7th episode of the unity times podcast today we our guest is enzo salazar from philippines he studies in uh, he studies in lasal green school and hello hi hi how are you then um doing quite good doing quite good the year sucks but it's better <laughs> it's 2020 after all after all some shocking news i just heard so yeah 2020 being 2020 so what do you, does the concept of unity mean to you uh, of the concept of what unity what is the concept of unity mean to you well unity can mean many different things and because there's so many contexts for how unity can be applied um i do think that unity is something deeper than just having the same ideals or following the same concepts in life but more so being able to tolerate others despite that so even if you have people with many different walks of life because of course you'll always have differences you'll never exact meeting someone exactly the same as you with the exact same situation as you so unity would be being able to account for all of those differences and still being able to stay with each other so like when you bal- it's like a balancing relationship like if you are able to balance everyone's differences and still unite that's what unity means to you yes sure so <laughs> the next question is what might give things things into perspective how united do you think your, is your nation at the moment well it depends on where because i think culture actually you know what never mind scratch my answer i don't think we're united in either politics or culture i think that the country is very divided in both aspects if one in the philippines would go to twitter.com right now they would see that people are currently trying to cancel korea and i'm not joking people are try people have a hashtag called hashtag cancel korea they're trying to cancel the entire country like right now and it's number one trending Wait, in the country the philippines are trying to cancel korea okay to explain um it's been um kind of a hidden it's it's, it's kind of been a, a um uh, a badly hidden secret for a few years now but in korea there is lots of uh sayings about filipino in their culture actually um a post went viral because on i think either a variety show in korea or maybe a game show uh, one of their participants stated that um koreans like to make fun of people who are dark skinned by calling them filipino um uh, yeah that's 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 not good um yeah i can so that caused a controversy in our country and only recently has that controversy sparked again um with uh, a lot of Koreans on social media calling Filipinos uneducated and dirty stuff like that uh so now we're very much divided culturally because at the same time this is happening the Philippines for so long now more than a decade actually we've been undergoing lots of cultural relationship relations with Korea and like with Japan and China um their their cultures are very much integrated into ours historically uh from hundreds of years ago and still now but more with pop culture hip hop and in the aspect of politics yeah exactly and so, so there's a divide there between the people who have been introduced to this new culture and they're kind they're 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 integrating themselves into it they're applying it to their lives and that's cool it's uh it's uh it's international relations but at the same time you have all of this uh controversy between two countries um the controversy sparked now also sparked some controversy with uh some chinese and some japanese because the controversy was basically a filipino american had a tattoo of a heart which was surrounded by what looked like sh- uh, rays of red and white which looked normal to per- to people who have no context but actually uh that actually that's actually in resemblance to the nazi flag used by japan in their occupation of korea and china so to people in those countries it it's a very bad signal of their history and it's it caused lots deep. of controversy as well yeah i can sense that it's quite deep 
so going out to the political front what about that oh boy um well where do i start uh so a man was elected in 2016 and he's still elected now unfortunately but um basically the concept is that our president right now who is Rodrigo Duterte has made lots of controversial actions in the Philippines and he's said, he said lots of controversial things which has sparked much um outrage in the public especially with the youth especially with university students who constantly to this day still practice activism against the president um but however we also have a we also have a group of people who um according to depending on who you ask their definition will change uh it's either these people support the president because they don't want the country to fail or these people are blindly following the president because they don't they themselves don't know what to do and it's basically built a dynamic of um very reminiscent of the US uh when 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 racism comes into the matter it's not the same it's not something as deep and as historically rooted as racism but it's very much developed into something like that um where we've developed terms to call each other if we align with a certain ideology um none of them are necessarily slurs but they are treated as insults so the two terms would be dds and dilawan dilawan means yellow in filipino um the reason why uh dilawan is used dilawan is used by people uh, aligning themselves as dds to describe people who they think are just hating on the president for no good reason and only okay. want the country to fail and the dds stands for i hard the terte supporter it's an acronym and it's become quite popular the term uh, lots of people use it if if it's even been used by people to describe someone who doesn't listen to logic because as uh, examples have shown if you're the people who align themselves with dds usually have problems listening to people who give them logical explanations um can this be like equated to yeah, like yeah. yeah it's not a direct correlation but can this be equated to like be be calling someone a carry actually yes it could be it could be it's basically that but it's but what if the karens also had something to call us got it this is quite, quite rad to be honest <laughs> i'll definitely be touching more on the further dividing issues so let's move on to what do you think about the impact on certain figures in people's belief in being united and let's like in the sense of like national leaders as you mentioned right now and then we have like popular icons and idols so what impact do you think they have i think that right now there aren't many good examples anymore of leaders or icons teaching unity to people like, even if it's, think it's i don't I even don't think it's, it's a good thing. What? I was just saying that even if they're like they be like being dividing forces, you're free to go ahead and talk about that. I have no issues. Oh, I I know. Uh, I, what I'm saying is that my perspective on national leaders and icons using unity as a concept to bring people together, which is a redundant statement, but basically leading people into unity or through unity. Um, there aren't many good examples because of what unity has done. Like unity doesn't necessarily have to be a good thing. You can unify people into a bad thing. Like what I was continuing from a while ago, it's not a good thing if the most the most successful example of uniting people into a common cause in the last 100 years is Adolf Hitler. That's not a good thing. That is not a good thing. <laughs> and and he and thinking about that now it's important to bring in the context of how unity is used and while i would while i would segue into a section where i talk about how unity has changed into becoming cooler we have so many organizations that are working for the betterment of the world we have we have independent groups of students of youths of scholars uh, who are doing all of these projects for people at the same time the most popular example isn't a good one which is, which would be cancel culture at this point in the modern times 
the most exam the most common example of unity would be cancel culture because we have so many people who are using their influences not to help people not to help raise people up or not to help defend people but to attack others and to destroy their careers i have my own stand on that issue but i don't think it's that relevant to this i just think that it should be noted how unity is used because unity is generally seen as like a positive concept right if you're gonna talk about unity to a group of students they'll think about people helping each other or people getting through an issue together so it's easy for someone to take advantage of that and basically bring it to this point where as long as you're you're united you're somehow doing something good or you're accomplishing something that's nece- better. not necessarily the truth exactly so those are basically my thoughts on it do you think like being your, like in the national context to like if like people have brought together sometime it's not for the bene- it's like not beneficial sorry like if people are brought together in a national context too sometimes unity can be disastrous then too well yeah i mean germany 50 years ago um like that, that's that that's the only good example of unity on a national sense i think and correct me if i'm wrong i do i i have i have heard that there is a bit of a national of a nationalism problem in india you can correct me on that i might it have incorrect it, info it is a bit like uh, like <laughs> okay I'll, uh, one second i'll just pause this so yeah it is there is a bit of an issue with that like the, there have been like see india has a massively diverse community and then on top of that the like the britishers as we know they have a history of like leaving a mess everywhere we can observe it even now so basically yeah. when they divided us uh, us and our neighbors pakistan bangladesh whatever it's these the nationalism issues that are, are trending from then on are essentially embers from the, then like people if you talk about the issue of kashmir there it's from flowing from there only like kashmir was initially uh, the maharaja there said that we will be independent like but then the pakistanis were like a hindu king exists we are muslim majority there is a muslim majority there they attacked the raja uh, like said gave kashmir away to india because it was like okay you give us protection and take over india i'll flee whatever so india got to pak uh, uh, kashmir became a part of india and then from then on there is continuous clashes between india and pakistan over that issue so like there are separate there are issues of separation regarding that and they are not like massively widespread like it's not like a country trying to split into two it's like they have a loud voice and i i don't want to uh, get my own uh, opinion into this i'm just trying to say what is like unbiased yeah. as much as unbiased as possible to and that's what the issue is basically so yeah there's an issue here and that's where sometimes yeah like to basically if somehow like in an ideal world kashmir was left alone like no one was trying to go anywhere they were left alone in that opinion then yeah then that that's why a question of like being united in a national context is negative in indian in the indian perspective okay i wanted to throw a left a, a pitch left field uh and basically bring up something i don't think would have been brought up before but i think the concept of unity runs so deep used not necessarily incorrectly but in a way that i don't exactly appreciate myself but i think that unity is used in deeper in our society than we actually realize what do i mean by this i think that unity as a concept used to not necessarily manipulate but most just like influence someone without asking for their consent all the time would be the education systems all over the world um you're taught from a very young age up until you're old uh, many things and other than just mathematics and science you're taught like language you're taught religion you're taught history you're taught social studies and social issues most of the time or 100% of the time actually there i don't i don't recall any example of an education system going against this trend but almost every time you're taught everything with a certain context you should look at it with if you're going to be taught about 
maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but maybe if I was taught in an Indian school since I was young, I would be taught to appreciate Hindu Indian values more. I'd be taught to appreciate Indian culture more than let's say other cultures because that's what I'm supposed to do according according to to their system. You are not and in the Philippines, wrong. I'd be taught. You're okay, not wrong. that's good. Because the point I, is, be, uh, and, yeah, you can continue yeah, with yeah. the pitch. Go ahead. What I was trying to okay, inter- okay. intervene and say was, it's like a common theme of national education systems, especially when you talk about history. It's like they, I, either the focus in global history isn't great, or they narrow down some parts of, like they choose and pick and choose what they want to teach the current the current generation. So like if you're going to delve into history, that's another another like muddy bit. Yeah. Okay. Um, and like if, if and I'm from the Philippines, so I'll obviously be taught to, to to appreciate my values more. And it's obvious to see that all that um, anyway, a, a certain country set of values is not inherently more valuable or more or objectively better than another's. So that's that's what I don't like. And at the same time, you're always you're. Um, I don't. I don't think it's a good idea to quote a game, but I think it's still true. I'd like to quote Call of Duty. Um, this is just this is just because I can't find a better place to find the quote. So I, I guess props to them for making such a good message. Um, history is always written by the winner. Now that I think about it, that's not from Call of Duty, but I've heard in Call of Duty. So we'll say it's from Call of Duty. Okay, history is written by the winner. So I think that is the most common case, and that is the deepest case of unity we've seen. You will always look at the past events from the winner's perspective. You will always see what happened in World War II as the Allies saved the world from the Axis, and you will never ever see it in a proper formal educational system saying that it was otherwise. You will never see someone say that um, you will never see someone say, let's say 10 years from now, you'll never see someone say um, the white, the, the, the white, the white race in America was suppressed by, by black revolution. You'll never hear that. You'll always hear the, the oppressed black race in America overthrew, um, overthrew the, the system built on privilege that has suppressed their rights for hundreds of years. Um, and it's, I mean, I'm, I'm not giving bad examples. I think these are good things. I don't, I, I think that it's good that we're seeing history through a, a, a good perspective, quote, uh, heavy quotes, because obviously at any point that could change. Like what if the other side won, we would be taught the other thing. And that's the scary part, thinking about how easy history could have changed, how, how easy our values could be changed because we were taught different things with different contexts. But if we were taught the same things with the same context, we would be allowed allowed to give our own meaning to it. I also don't think this has to be necessarily better because children can't just apply concepts with a context, right? You always need some guidance there. So I think we're stuck in this equilibrium where we have and uh, actually, factually speaking, we we currently have a biased history. We have a we have biased storytelling of the world around us, but at the same time, it could be worse. As you say, like, and I think uh, what I can conclude from your long monologue was like, like rallying around and uniting against something might be good, but it's not necessarily good because. If like history flips, then what what else? If yeah, if history flips it around, we won't get the blacks use their opportunity to rally against their oppression. We're gonna get the blacks were violent and they lost. That's... Which is which is always I think both ways is a weird way to paint the picture. But once again, going back. There will always be like a guidance because at the end of the day, you learn that the indeed the the uh, the blacks in America were oppressed, and they did need to do something. But you won't you won't exactly have to. You, I don't think you'll ever have to go. And I, I don't think with any context you'll go. Oh yeah, the whites they they dis, they needed that defense. You know they shouldn't have been 
they sh- they should have just forgiven each- they should have just not done anything and they should have just forgiven each other without doing anything i don't think that would happen so at the end of the day there's always a side i think that could be taught with better values but the problem is always influencing someone's intake of information without their consent without their consent and of course like you know how their whole life their whole life will revolve around what they've learned they'll always grow up thinking that and it's always very hard to change what someone's learned like yeah that's quite a deep perspective and like yeah it was quite informative so what do you think about like the how do the filipinos like it might be wrong the statement like how do the people from philippines feel about the national identity like as in like how much do they celebrate national milestones like the foundation day or the independence day or such like is there a deep connect with the nations or is like nah we don't care okay so the problem with that is that lots of filipino history is based on foreign history did you know that the philippines has only been independent for around 60 to 50 years we've only yeah. been independent we've we've been independent for less than 100 years and that's because the us signed the treaty saying that we could be independent not really a good image in my opinion um no we like lots we, of we are the same sufferers india wasn't independent till 19 like i think it's 70 years for us now so it's not long it's not been uh, long okay okay so so both under 100 years okay all right same. okay good to know good to know um so the um, the thing is that in the philippines um this uh, um this india have a problem where people would prefer foreign brands over indian brands or something like that or they like highly prefer it it's it's uh, variable like it depends on the climate like right now say no to chinese goods because there is a beef with china over over like ah, borders and it's like buy indian buy indian so it's like it it's wavering but usually it's like sometimes we don't have indian goods don't have any complex foreign goods like something like from hm hnm or louis vuitton or those high profile brands indians don't have contemporaries so you can see the high fashion life so that is like always okay. a western influence is there but like sometimes okay. when conflicts are there then the patriotism rises out and says like we will buy indian so that's that okay so, so i think that's okay so i think that's different from my country um in my country i think every country has that set of values where if they see something from a high high profile a good history if they see gucci they'll think of italy the the if they see louis vuitton they'll think of france you know uh, but in the philippines i think it goes a lot deeper than that because for hundreds of years we've had the problem where people have preferred um foreign foreign things in most even basic commodities people would prefer to buy a foreign brand over a filipino brand and it still shows in surveys today if you check statistics people will more likely choose a foreign brand because they think it's it's better or they think it's they, they think it's naturally better to for kind uh, um this is actually written um i actually talked about this but the national hero of the philippines um his most famous writing and basically the writing um all schools in the philippines are mandated to learn this book and to learn the values in the book um he wrote a novel about filipino society in um three f- hundreds of years ago centuries ago when uh we were still occupied by the spanish and the common thing about that and now is that even then people were still taught to believe that anything foreign was better than anything that was made here there was even um what was the was the indian caste system based on nationality like uh just give some context i'll answer that i didn't understand that okay in the philippines we basically had something like that before if you were filipino born and you lived in the philippines you were called an indio which was a slur it's still a slur if you call someone an indio you i mean filipinos are kind of chill i don't think they'd mind but like they'd hate you for it in their in in their in, in to themselves um and like and there were different terms if you were yeah you if you're filipino born in the philippines or an indio if you were spanish born in the philippines you're a mestizo you're um if you're spanish born and you're if you're spanish born and you're um 
and you're in, you went to Spain after the Philippines. You're the Filipino was not a term given to Filipino people. It was given to Spanish people. The only reason we use Filipino, I'm pretty, I think, I, I could be wrong as well. But the reason why we use Filipino is because people hated Indio. We hated the term. We hate we hate the term present tense. Um, so mostly your life would be based around what nationality you were in. What schools you could get in a, into at the time were also based on a nationality you were born in. It even got to the point where if you were if even if you were Spanish, like both Spanish parents, if you were born in the Philippines, people would probably bully the hell out of you if you were in if, if you went to a Spanish school to that point. That's, and that's basically what was written. That's that pretty extreme. Like I don't think so India has that problem. Like in contrast, I like there are other uh, I'm talking about, I'm, but I'm talking about the Philippines centuries ago. <laughs> just, 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 just to clarify, I'm talking about it centuries ago. Now it's more like, now it's more like it has. Now it's more like you know, you know, Korean, Korean products, American products. Ah, then like that, Charlie. I don't think the modern, like it's quite. <laughs> I think it was quite. It, it, that'd be weird, you know. That'd be weird. Yeah, that'd be very extreme. Yeah, in current context, I don't think so. India at least doesn't have that issue. Like. Because of, I think because of the thing being that we were, we have a pretty homogeneous population. Like there is diversity, yes, but on other aspects, not on like from where you are from. So th- that's why, like, unlike Philippines, we have had like people coming into like, we had the Mughals and we had the British. So like, that's what we have faced. And the Filipinos, well, uh, Philippines have had like the Spanish and then if the Americans came, if I'm not wrong. Oh, we had, we had everyone, we had. We had Spanish, American, Indian, Chinese, and Japanese. So that makes that makes a difference. Uh, like considering the like the if the uh, it depends on the population being homogeneous or heterogeneous, and in your case, it is heterogeneous. Yeah, I, I do I do agree with that. Yeah, um, one second. So like, uh, <laughs> we did go on a monologue, but in the end, like do like do the Philippine people like uh, do they like cele- uh, celebrate things like uh, their nation their, their independence vividly or they're like natural at share at home we don't care we we definitely have so many national holidays um like of course we have our independence day we have all that good stuff but every city has their own independence day like most especially um yeah yeah, yeah. if you're in a school and if let's say i'm there's a city in, in the Philippines. It's called Quezon City. It's named after one of our presidents. And um, Vin, uh, you know Vince. Vince's school, um, he, Vince's school on, is in that city. They're in Quezon City. So whenever, whenever the day comes of Quezon City's founding, that's a day of no school. As an example, if your city was founded, you will have no school. If your city has a special holiday only for that city, you will have no school on that day. <laughs> I just have no if this system was applied here it's like 365 days of the year we will be someone or the other would be having a holiday like I, I'll not like say anything about it but that's like a next level system so like uh, so like people just uh, are like very patriotic or they're like eh normal it's not patriotic it's not patriotic. It's more like, yay, no school, no work. Uh, it, it's 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 evolved to less of a national perspective. It's like, oh, it's Independence Day, and the perspective is, oh, cool. Uh, we were, uh, um, we signed the treaty and we became independent government. We, we gained our own government at this time. It was more like, yo, there's no school today. Ah, uh, see, I, I guess, like, it's a bit of a contrast to us. Like, I guess here it's a fifty-fifty split, but depending on the generations now, like. Ours is a celeb- I'll say hints more to the patriotic side, like they celebrate the Indians tend to celebrate their in independence and national milestones quite a lot. Like there is holidays, of course, but it's not that like nah, let's go shopping or what. It's like we properly celebrate, so that's a different attitude. Now <laughs> coming into the what I can say is this spice. What are the divisions that cause separation in your in society in Philippines? <laughs> okay. I guess a lot of it was answered. Uh, like if a lot you, of it was answered, yes. 
if you want to like add perspective like i one uh one thing i'd like ask permission for me before was like say in reference to the like the lgbt community like they definitely unite under one but then like is it a matter of like causes separation in the society that um not necessarily it's more it's really more of a politics thing with the lgbt because we've had se- we've had several attempts uh we have a thing called the sogi bill so this bill is a bill that's protecting the rights of sexual orientation gender identity and expression yeah okay sexual orientation gender identity and expression bill so sogi bill and the bill's been used like it's been attempted to be instated several times and it always gets a, it always gets a, like almost overwhelming support from the philippines the thing that always stops it is the government itself that pretends to, that like i'm not going to say pretends oh my god i'm going to get jailed or something um is is um the the government basically processing the bill for a very long time almost comically long like, and then suddenly oh processing, it was processing. rejected Like it's yeah, like we're, 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 we're going to bring it to Congress first. We're going to bring it to Senate first. And like a few weeks pass. Oh, it was rejected. Sorry. But who, who rejects it? Oh, are you... Usually, I'd say the Senate. It usually stops at the Senate. Because the Philippines has a problem of... Uh, do you know the term showbiz politics? Uh, no, I, I get to just... Okay. The term showbiz politics refers to uh, showbiz, politicians. Showbiz, showbiz. I get it, I get it. I get it. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. The Philippines has a big problem with showbiz politics. And it's showbiz politicians are very prominent in the Senate right now. Like, we have comedians. Like, you know, the, you, know Manny, you know Manny Pacquiao, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a senator. Oh. He's, so, he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a boxing senator. He's... <laughs> 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 he's a senator who's still continuing his boxing career okay, that's all i have to say about that so like people okay. have joined the senate and then they still actively continuing their other careers yes like yes like most of them are still comedians show hosts boxers in their in their part time pacquiao still wants to fight floyd mayweather so good luck to him i guess but he's so a like, senator so so like it's like No one cares about conflicts of interest. No, it's that it, it's it's that like people who should be fixing conflicts of interest aren't necessarily present because there's so much other stuff going on, which they don't necessarily need to focus on, like showbiz. So like that's why like I I'll not say because it might get, probably get you arrested. So <laughs> let's move yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay so uh in context of like culture uh, culture like is there an issue of like division over religion oh well religion has been a problem before for example especially to the sogi bill because the philippines is a very catholic country um we're so we're super catholic it's actually a joke to other countries that um for the philippines is it in the constitution it starts in the constitution um not to my knowledge because if it was in the constitution we wouldn't need a bill for it um uh, but oh um it's 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 a joke that the philippines starts christmas a month earlier before every other country on earth because funny f- funny thing and if if um if it was october now you'd already find christmas parties happening it, it's kind of it's that it's that it's that big we prefer to celebrate christmas months in advance um and stay that way until the end of the year i didn't take down my christmas year I, i didn't take down my christmas tree until february um okay. like yeah it's kind of like that um so going back wow oh wait i kind of went off on a tangent what was your question again like about this religion like okay okay religion. okay 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 so religion uh so using that as an example the philippines is very religious Um, in the concept of, of of a divide in the nation, it's definitely caused a divide first when the Sogi Bill was like proposed for the first time, and when rights were starting to be implemented. And there's still a problem because 
because um figures in the church still like the to, to dip their toes into politics but then call it not politics it's like all right i'm just gonna be like guys i'm the pope i not the pope guys i'm the archbishop uh, or wait no the archbishop's a pretty cool dude never mind i'm not gonna drag on him um this someone's gonna be like okay i am a priest i am a bishop now do you see this political value that is cool and then when someone call and if someone will talk about it, like no, it's not politics. I'm just I'm sharing my opinion. I can see. Uh, so lots of stuff like that happens. But like um, there's no religious it's clashes. It's very hard. Not necessarily religious clashes, except for um like lately there's been lots of conflict between um okay, so Philippines has two main religions. So we still have a very big Islamic community, a very big a big Muslim community in the Philippines. And um, there's a group basically wants, there is a group that wants the, um, the MILF. That's the real, that's the real acronym. If any of your classmates start, start laughing because there is a terrorist organi- there is a terrorist group called MILF in the Philippines, <laughs> tell them to shut up. <laughs> but, but yeah, okay. So, so these guys called MILF, their goal is basically, we want the Muslim part of the Philippines. To be its own thing, we want we want RSEC to operate on its own, and the rest of them is like no, no. So there's been lots of there's it's an active conflict zone still. It's been an active conflict zone for some time now, maybe I think upwards of two years now. So they want uh, their so own still, autonomous area. There's still like bombs being dropped there, uh, hostages, stuff like that. That yeah, there's there's lots of conflict there. It's, it's actually, very, it's actually directly correlatable to what we have. With like ah, the Kashmir okay. issue, okay. it's similar. Like yeah, the Kash. I have seen the. I have seen videos of conflict on the border. Yeah, um, very serious. No, no, not exactly that. That that's another. Like the separation issue they're talking about. Then people demanding an independent state. Oh yeah. That issue is sort of there too. Like there's some strong. You can say it's violence isn't that much because the military is there, but it's the tensions exist. I'll say that much. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say the tensions are that bad in the Philippines though. It's despite like, like damn, that's it's a war zone. It actually it actually is kind of a, it's it is a war zone, um, but it it isn't too bad. Like, it isn't too bad to where like they don't even answer anything from the outside world. It's not like North Korea refusing interviews because, like, the le- I think one, the one of the leaders of the biggest um their um one of one of the biggest leaders of the um radical is um uh, Muslim. Islam groups in um, that region of the Philippines, like they, they they just took an interview from Vice News, like maybe maybe a few months ago, but uh, so everything is still open to the press, and I think that's good. I think that that means that both sides have a stake in the issue that they think is reasonable, but at the same time, it's not good hearing about a war zone. So there's still there there are some there is some divide there in how people interpret political issues. And going back to what I said a while ago about terms like BBS and Dilawan, I'd like to give context to Dilawan, so yellow. Um, I'll, so I'd like to give context to that because I don't think it would make sense if I just went, if I, if I just stuck with that. No, actually, the information I've already given. That, that context matters because like, when next... Uh, yeah, like, I'll, I'll, this, be giving, no, I'll be giving context on it. No, no, because the context, the next thing I wanted to ask about was racism. So like you provided okay, okay. quite a lot of out there. So you don't, can continue. Do not, do not worry. Do not worry about. So first, I'd like to clarify: the Lawan is not a race thing. <laughs> it's okay. it's not like a oh the Chinese they're yellow. That's not that's not what we're doing. So back in the seventies, the Philippines was under a dictator. Um, I'm not sure if you guys have heard about him in in your schooling. Okay. I don't think so. So um, Ferdinand Marcos, he's widely known to be a dictator. Widely known to have been a dictator in the Philippines. He did lots of terrible things. He plundered. He he took loans from the IMF and then like billions of pesos and then now no one knows where he put the money. No one knows what happened and his family just ran away. They are to gone. To, to the, and no one knows. No, they're still in the Philippines. They're still in the Philippines, but the money's gone. And like people, like the Philippine government have found parts of that borrowed money in like banks in other countries. Like maybe like a year ago, they found a bunch of gold in in like a Swiss bank. That was borrowed by the family. 
I don't. I won't get. I won't get jailed for this. Don't look. Don't make that face. Okay. No, no, no. no. I'm just. Uh, <laughs> I'm just surprised. I'm not saying. Uh, not that. Funny, yeah. I'm okay. Okay. So they, So like. Like, like until now, there's. They're still finding. They're still finding stolen money and like stolen gold, stuff like that, all around the world. I'm just um, like, Yeet. what the hell is going on? And this dictator had a rival who everyone supported. He was like a. He was a good. He was a pretty. He was a pretty good politician. People supported him. And what the dictator did was uh, he had he had this genius idea. What if I assassinated him in broad daylight? So he did that, um, and it bit him in the ass real hard when the politician's wife uh, made a revolution with the support of the church and with the support of all the people in the Philippines. Um, the Philippines is known for having a peaceful revolution where you overthrew a dictator without any actual war happening, which was basically. Uh, oh wait, no! I was about to say something very sensitive. Never mind. Okay. Um, where basically, uh, I was about to see something. I was about to compare it to something else. Wait, does your does your screen, does your recording also record the chat? No. Okay. Okay. Continue recording. So, so it okay. was. So this, yeah. It, it, so the, so the. The wife of the politician basically started this revolution. Oh, we want change. We want we want you to step down. We want you to get the hell out of our country. So what he did was he sent soldiers to. Um, so the Philippines has the longest highway in Asia, which is called EDSA, uh, which basically goes around the entire northern part of the country. And people filled the entire highway to get to the palace. The Malacanang Palace, or the, to get to the, the the office of the president, the president was like no, and he sent soldiers to like attack the people, and by some stroke of luck, the soldiers were like you know what, I shall not, and they all declared peace, and the president was like oh no, I have no more supporters, and then he just fled the country, he he died in Hawaii or whatever, I don't care, um, so there um. And the most iconic thing about that is that their symbol, the symbol of the rebel, of the rebels, not rebels actually. The, to, to make it better, to put it in a better context, the symbol of the activists and the protesters was a ribbon, a yellow ribbon, um, and that's uh, where the term Dilawan comes from. Because the current president Duterte likes to talk about how much he thinks Marcos was actually a good president. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So and he likes and he and um, one of the children of Marcos. Is in Senate right now. So, uh, yeah, yes. That, that, um, so, that plays out pretty well. I hope. So it did play out. It did play out pretty well. Not for us though. Um, so what basically happens is, if 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 you're a diehard Duterte supporter, if you were a DDS, and you see someone who's bashing on the president for supporting Marcos, or just bashing on the president in general, they'd be like, "You're a Dilawan." You were one of them. You were one of those. Like, you're one of those ir- irrational people who just started hating on the government, and like, you, you just you don't you just want people to hate or what? You just want something to hate. I get it. Quite, quite a lot of context into Philippines. It's a very it's a very big political divide. Yeah, I can see that. Like, yeah, like when you mentioned about the country being united or not, I can pretty much assess that from your answers. Yeah, just 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 like a few months ago. Um, so going back to what I said about me, me maybe being jailed. So the most controversial thing the president's done in the last few, in the last year, or maybe the last few months, is he instated the bill called the anti-terror bill. I heard about it. It's, it's good. Yeah, it's good in concept. So it's okay if you're trying to go, if you're trying to, if you're trying to commit any act of terrorism in the country, the government can inspect you. But the problem with that is they did not properly specify the, the terms of of terrorism. So they asked so uh, but I think but people, lots of people believe lots of people choose to believe that it's intentional because they want to suppress protests and they want to suppress um, uh, trolls online. Like um, a woman in the Philipp the a, a Filipino worker in the US started um, Shouted, start cursed out Duterte in a popular viral video, and the government tried to deport. The government tried to get her back to the Philippines, like ASAP, like get her back, get her here, get her, get her to this country. He was like, no, I won't go to the Philippines. So it worked out like that. Stuff like that. Stuff like that, I think, makes like yeah, yeah. So, that bill seem. It, 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 
it makes yeah. it it makes it it makes free speech very hard um to, to to regulate like if you say anything bad about the government in social media they are legally allowed to arrest you if you i've mentioned this before but i would no, i haven't i haven't showed i haven't mentioned it to you but uh this could affect um <clears throat> one of our future events but basically if the government sees that you are donating to an unauthorized organization or an unauthorized charity not author, not not like approved by the government you can also be arrested what yes um it's 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 not explicitly stated it's really just how badly terrorism is defined or how vaguely it's defined so it basically like one, puts leeway for I all think of that to happen i can also sense the probable intention that the like people are thinking this is good might get but then it's very very open ended like the ambit is very open ended you yeah, yeah. i i i have even gone to the worst part yeah sure if you want to like i have to no issue okay 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 so the most controversial thing the president has ever done is um his number one claim is that he'd end drug addiction in the philippines um a year after he was elected of course you know it wasn't followed on i don't think any politician has really followed on their promises like ever um that's but, it. That's uh, but um it was to the point where the un even had the un wanted to put our president into a, into a charge on against human rights because um so do you want to know how our president attempted to to uh, stop the drug addiction in the philippines no like if you want to expand sure but okay 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 i'm just, i'm asking you if if you want to hear it. no no i am if you would be if you would be fine with hearing it i'm fine with hearing it like it's i it's not okay, okay, unaware okay, of it okay 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 um the philippines president genius project was to give the police the legal rights to shoot and kill any drug pushers and drug addicted people in the philippines uh i think we're around for oh boy um and there were multiple cases of um alleged planted evidence alleged uh non non like there was no there was no um there was no proper procedure in the rest in the rest so they shot him to death um the worst part about it is that all of the vic- most if not all of the victims were from the poor so it caused lots of controversy in the country and the un had to step in the un was like you are violating human rights and i I'm, i'm i myself am not sure how this case went because i haven't heard from it in such a long time i am willing to bet that the case, the charge is gone now but it's very it's a very big thing to take note of especially when the term just started like that's the first year that was the first year of the term i heard and about we're in it. like the fourth yeah i i heard about it right? like there was vivid media coverage of that here to like it's not like i had to hunt articles down it it became widespread so <laughs> what has from moving on to the last question of what has been a very con- you could say controversial but very open minded episode of this podcast what is the role of what do you think the role of technology has played in like connecting different people across the globe Okay. I think that technology has given up people the opportunity to do whatever they want, and I don't think it's fair to give a certain answer on if it's good or bad because it's both. In all honesty, it's always going to be both. Any innovation will probably end up being both at in at the end of the day. People have found people have somehow found a way to make a technology that connects to themselves to each other more lonely than <laughs> more lonely than them actually using it to talk to each other. um more people use online online uh, platforms as a as a way to hide and to uh, keep themselves away from consequences or to keep their problems uh, or, or to hide from their problems in reality by pr- dropping into this virtual world where it's, it's all fun and uh, all smiles um but at the same time it's like we wouldn't have the opportunity uh, we wouldn't exactly have the opportunity to do any good either if we didn't have the platforms to do what we did i don't think I'm pretty sure that if technology hadn't advanced to what it did, I would uh, I not only would we not be having a Zoom call right now, you wouldn't you probably wouldn't know half the stuff I'm explaining because I would have to explain yeah, everything from the start. 
everything. Hell, I think we need a translator. <laughs> no, like in the end, me and you wouldn't have known each other anyhow. Like, we yeah, came, we wouldn't have known at all. That's that's the extent you, of, of how technology has. You would started. have had, you would have had to find another Filipino kid in India, and that's really hard. No, like the only possible way is like there's a one in billion chance I meet you in Philippines or you come to India and I meet you in India or we meet at a neutral place. That's one thing. Exactly. And like what I've, <laughs> it would be kind of repetitive myself to state this, I've done this earlier too, but like it has allowed, like internet, as you said, is like, it is doing both. Like it has united people and as you said, it can divide people too. Like, uh, as we have seen, like there have been further divisions created because of the internet, because you can see what just the news that I've posted on a discord server. You can see what that means. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, I saw that a while ago. I did not like what I saw. I, I, I read it before it was sent to the Discord. And when I sent it to the Discord, I was just thinking, oh, what's everyone going to think about this? <laughs> That's what the world has become now. Just, just, just to say, I, I, like the thing I hate most about the article, or the thing I hate most about what happened, is that the justification itself wasn't good. Like, it looks like they didn't try to justify it at all. Can I can I can I go into what the article was at least for the for the pod will the podcast suffer if I if I talk about what the article is about? It would be like uh one second. Okay. Alright, so all in all, I'd probably conclude that um so we have all of these concepts of unity, we have all of these different ways of applying it. And it's mostly changed for the better, I'd say. But at the same time, there's so much margin for error that it's just hard to trust the application of unity. Uh, generally, not even with context, but on, e, e, but even with context, on a general basis, it's still hard to trust the application of it because it can be used in so many different ways, and people have been tricked so many diff so many different ways into believing the concept of unity for something better, and only ended up doing something bad. And unity itself still makes people divided because people cannot people can still be technically united, but they'll just be united against each other. If you have two groups that hate each other that much. They're united, but they're not fully united. They're united against each other. Enemy, enemy, enemy of my enemy is a friend. That's the colloquialism you can use. All of Call of Duty, Call of Duty code, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we are using quite a bit of things that we have learned from Call of Duty. So thanks for participating in this podcast. And like, it was a great pleasure to have you here. And like, yeah, thanks for helping out me out with my school project too so goodbye yeah i got i'm gonna get those good grades <laughs> thank you